Hello and welcome to a very special bonus edition of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, June 25th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Um, yeah, I was not planning on doing an episode today, but uh, and I'm still not counting this one as an episode. But I uh, I hopped on Locked On Pistons, the Locked On Pistons podcast with Matt Shook, uh, to talk about you know, Matt McQuaid and different things like that. We ended up having a back and forth and just an interesting discussion about some G League stuff, um, you know, contracts, things like that. He's a, a guy who knows all that information because he uh, covers it on a day-to-day basis, whereas I'm still learning it. So he clears up some things there and then talks about just uh, the Pistons situation with McQuaid and what might be realistic for him. And then we eventually actually get into Ward and Goins and we talk about some guys on next year's team and, and things like that. So it's kind of a, a wide-ranging conversation. And I thought, you know what, as a bonus episode, I'm just going to play it. Uh, it's 25 minutes long. I'm not going to do any editing, cut it down or anything like that. As a, a special bonus episode for you guys, I'm just going to play it. Um, not going to throw in any ad breaks or anything like that. I'll do some stuff up front here, um, but I just you know, want to throw this out there. I'm still going to do a full normal show tomorrow on Wednesday and Thursday, so uh, look out for that. But I'm just going to uh, let this interview be a, a special little bonus thing. So uh, real quick. You guys know about Himalaya by now, right? Himalaya podcast app. You guys know Hotels.com. You know, don't hate like your your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. And then you know, of course, about Twillery. They've got that great promo code going on right now. Twillery.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. $25 off your first order. Remember, you can get $55 uh, a shirt when you bundle four or more, and these are high-quality dress shirts that are going to last a long time, look really good, uh, so definitely go check out Twillery.com. All right, that's enough for that kind of stuff. Let's just play the uh, play the interview. All right, and now I, I cover the Tigers across the street. I cover the Pistons all the time. I cover all this stuff, and of all the four major sports teams in Detroit – and then the big six, so to speak, if you throw Michigan and Michigan State and then throw the football and basketball in there. Michigan State hoops is like the one team that you can feel really good about right now in terms of the franchises. You can feel confident that you're going to have a good team on the floor next year. So I want to talk about that. We got Will Hunter of Lockdown Spartans. Will, thanks for joining us today. Always happy to join the show, Matt. How are you? Very good, thank you. We I know that you are kind of in the middle of the summer doldrums in terms of finding things to talk about. Mm-hmm. We are all, almost there on Lockdown Pistons. we got a free agency coming up, then Summer League, but we're staring at uh, mid-July thinking, what the heck are we going to talk about? So, uh, obviously, some news where we kind of intersect, which broke uh, late last week after the draft, with Matt McQuaid joining the Pistons. It sounds like it's going to be just a summer league deal mm-hmm. for right for right now. So tell me what you know about uh, you know where that stands and uh, what uh, what we can expect from from Quaid in Vegas. Yeah, um, print the uh, 2020 championship shirts for the Pistons right now. That, that's... Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so yeah, it looks like finals it's... MVP. Yeah, finals MVP Matt McQuaid. Lock it in, etch it into stone. Um, Although I think I don't think I, you etch into glass. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think it's just a summer league deal right now for McQuaid. Uh, it was originally reported that they had. I think the wording was they struck a deal, so it seemed to insinuate that there was a signing, which would have caught me by surprise had he signed as a free agent. 
um, summer league tryout only makes more sense for him. And so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing how uh, his game translates to the next level. I got a number of things or he's got a number of things that he does well. And I think he has some NBA skills right now that just need a little bit more refining, right? The shot's going to take some time to adjust to the additional distance and things like that. Uh, The number one thing, if I'm a Pistons fan and if I'm a Michigan State fan, who I'm sure there's some intersection, you're rooting for McQuaid to make it to the Pistons one day. The one thing I'm really locked in on at Summer League is how does he look athletically stacked up with the group of guys out there? Because it's, you know, Summer League's a jump up, certainly from college. Uh, but it's still not, you know, there's a, a discernible gap between what goes on at the summer league and what happens on NBA floors every night. And so I think watching him athletically uh, on defense and seeing how he holds up there is going to be the first indication of whether this could work out because, you know, he's the first team all Big Ten defender, McQuaid was, uh, his senior season. And I put it this way, um, he wins on defense, not with overwhelming athleticism, but with really good technique and a really good mind. He, he grew into just a really savvy defender over his time at Michigan State. It's probably the best way to characterize it. Uh, one thing I can point to that is just a, a perfect example of it is you guys can get in trouble with hand checks, especially in the, in the NBA when you're going against really talented and smart wings who know how to take advantage of your little slip-ups. You'll see guys stick their hands out instead of up and get caught in situations like that. Uh, and picking up, you know, ticky tack fouls or sending to a guy, sending a guy to a line in a situation where it was just no need to to have your hand in there. McQuaid doesn't get caught up in things like that. He has really good hand placement on defense. He obstructs the view of the uh, offensive player with his hands, but doesn't get in too close. Doesn't pick up stupid fouls like that. Is always in the right spot. And so when you do things like that. Uh, it starts to just build up on each other where maybe he doesn't have quite the explosiveness, but he's always in the right spot. He's always doing the right thing. And when you do that, it's going to be tough to get beat often. So once the competition steps up another level, uh, I'm curious to see how well that sort of defensive winning mentality uh, holds up for him. And if it's enough to overcome what uh, might be some athletic limitations with him out on the wing. And we'll see what happens with him in Summer League, but really from his perspective, and like you mentioned, the intersectional fans who uh, would want him to be with the Pistons someday uh, would hope for that. But uh, from Matt Matt McQuaid's personal perspective, maybe just signing that Summer League deal with Detroit could be a good thing because if we're looking at this roster right now with the Pistons, not only just for Summer League, but for making the team, the Pistons have Kyrie Thomas, Bruce Brown, and Sfi Mikhailuk, three guys that all play his position that are all second-year guys that are looking for minutes that are all, uh, gonna, like I said, going to be on the Summer League roster and, of course, presumably on the, uh, the Pistons' main roster too. Now, that said, a lot of the guys that play in Summer League, uh, and we don't know of contract details of whether there has been an offer for Matt McQuaid to be an affiliate player with the Grand Rapids Drive at some point, but that is usually how that kind of works. So from McQuaid's perspective, maybe he does have that uh, that – autonomy to play well in summer league and possibly catch on with with whatever nba uh franchise that he chooses to mm-hmm. with the idea of maybe possibly getting a two-way deal or at least getting an affiliate deal uh with a, a g league team in whatever situation that he wants to be now for lockdown spartans listeners that might be hearing this if you're on if you're in an affiliate deal with the Grand Rapids Drive, you are essentially still a free agent in terms of how the basketball structure works. If you want to, if you're on one of the two players for an NBA franchise on a two-way deal that gets shuttled between the G League team and the NBA team, that means that you're, you know, property of the NBA franchise. But if you play well for the Drive and you're an affiliate player there, 
any team across the NBA can scoop you up and make you a two-way player at any time. So, you know, long story short, there's a lot of possibilities for McQuaid to, uh, to advance his career. And, of course, there's probably a little bit even more money out in Europe. And, of course, that gets advanced with a nice summer league uh, performance too. So, really, uh, the opportunities in front of him, provided he gets uh, hopefully as much minutes as possible in Vegas the, coming up uh, in July. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because there's just him and then Benny Boatwright are the two rookies, it looks like, that are going to be on the Summer League team. And just like you mentioned, there are a lot of guys, a lot of young wings with the Pistons who played NBA minutes uh, who have something to show in Summer League. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, what type of minutes he gets. And, yeah, if he can get a two-way deal somewhere, uh, even if it's not, you know, I'm hoping selfishly it's with the drive. I'm not sure. what Do they have anyone under two-way right now? Or does that yeah. where is that? They yeah it, it can reset but it, it's been reported that uh, that they signed today as we speak on Monday Lewis King who's a six nine guy from Oregon who was a one and done at Oregon kind of really a lot like Kevin Porter Jr. in that he came in as a very highly touted recruit as a, as a freshman and has since you know he had a, he had a, a, hor- a horrific freshman year went into the draft was thought to be a second round pick and uh, did not get selected so just like Benny Boatwright okay. was a guy that they picked up that was today and then it's uh, I believe it was reported some that they've already secured their last pick from the draft, Jordan Bone, who was picked 57, the point guard from Tennessee, that he is reportedly going to be on a two-way deal too. But I don't know that that's uh, solid reporting there, so we'll kind of see as that goes along. Sometimes they'll do the summer league. They'll even do it at training camp before they commit to what players are going to be on those two-way deals. And those are not guaranteed deals. You can mm-hmm. get dropped from a two-way right away. So there might be some uh, ironing out to go there. But, yeah, in, in terms of McQuaid, I mean, you might want to, you know, it, it would take a very, very good summer league performance, in my opinion, for him to land a two-way deal, whether with the Pistons or whoever else. So, yeah. you know, he's got to kind of uh, prove his way in the G League or, like I said, possibly even in Europe, where um, for him, you know, it, it's, it's just like hockey where sometimes – uh, you make a little bit more money in Europe, but if you want to kind of gamble on yourself, you could play in the AHL or possibly with the G League for basketball and make a little bit less money, but but be more in the mix and be more possibility of getting that call up to an NBA team or a two-way deal and getting. So it's kind of like that. There's a weird hierarchy of how it kind of works with the top of the minor leagues in these sports, mm-hmm. and he's kind of kind of got to decide what he wants to do maybe after this summer. Yeah, I think just like you said, two way is going to be tough um, really anywhere, but it's tough in Detroit. Um, but if you can have a nice summer league, maybe uh, there's an affiliate spot, which, you know, in- includes that increased salary affiliate fees with G league, which helps of course. Um, yeah. I think for him, the smartest path, if he wants to play in the NBA, I think the smartest path for him. And this is what I've been saying uh, predominantly is that I think one day Matt McQuaid can play in the NBA. I think he needs a full season in the G League and then sort of reevaluate from there. I think if he heads over to Europe and kind of, you know, makes more money, gets lost in the wash, it's I think it's just still, even though it's getting a little better, it's tougher for guys to come back over to Europe. And I think really they come back from Europe and end up in the G League and then make their way back to the NBA. But if he can hang around with a franchise and do well in the G League, uh, get a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit quicker, you know, the professional strength program really matters. Uh, I keep pointing to Bryn Forbes, just, you know, the Michigan State connection is obvious, uh, but the limitations in the game were really similar coming out of school. And, you know, Forbes just needed time. He needed a couple of years. Uh, the shot eventually translated. Uh, the playmaking slowly but surely came along, and now he finds himself, you know, starting for an undermanned Spurs team, but he'll be 
uh, on the Spurs bench as a solid rotational player uh, next year. And I think McQuaid can end up being that type of guy one day, but I would really like to see him get some, you know, get an opportunity in the summer league, play well, uh, and then either earn himself, you know, that affiliate designation or just a spot, whether it's on the drive or another team, because uh, they, they sign with the G League. I've been trying to, I've been learning about the G League over the last week or so and trying to like pass that info on to my listeners. They actually sign with the league and are just free agents, uh, free to be picked up unless they're on certain deals that have protections. But if he can find himself in a good spot in the G League, uh, and get that good developmental year. I think he can one day be a 3 and D wing who can be someone who eats minutes for you, hits the occasional big shot, uh, and does well in the perimeter and, you know, isn't, uh, you know, someone who's racking up big negative numbers when he's on the court in an NBA game. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think his performance in the Big Ten tournament and then in the NCAA tournament mm-hmm. obviously kind of put him a little bit more on the spotlight, including the, the greatest dunk of all time yeah. in, in the Duke game as well. Yeah, there's... Um, I think that surprised a lot of people, and it surprised me, but there, I think there might be a little bit more athleticism than we give him credit for, just because his game in college wasn't conducive to that. Uh, but you see there's a little bit of pop in the jump. He can get up and throw down. Um, but he had the the game against Michigan in the Big Ten title game uh, where he was just – actually, I have his stats profile pulled up right now. I can uh, – yeah, 27 points on uh, 15 total field goals. So – yeah, seven to thirteen from the line. Like he can fill it up. Uh, it's not what his role was at Michigan State, uh, but when Matt McQuaid gets going, he can absolutely uh, just light a team up very quickly uh, from deep. And I think the expansion of his three game is going to be really important. He's gotten better. Uh, he's a good transition shooter. He's got the nice pump fake on the wing that works every time. Uh, he's a good catch and shoot guy. He's going to have to get better at shot creation, but he's also going to have to get better at. Uh, shooting in tight spaces, coming off a quick curl and rising up in traffic and hitting from there. You know, just tough, uh, you could almost call them like J.J. Redick type shots. Uh, even though he's the master at it, you know, you got to be better at things like that. And that's just something that's going to take time for him um, because that's not what you see day to day in the Big Ten, that type of defense. Although, like you said, the numbers against Michigan kind of stand out because you got a guy drafted in the first round, you mm-hmm. got a guy drafted in the second round, and then Matthews, who would you know would have possibly been a, a draft pick himself if he didn't have the ACL injury. So going up against NBA type of players and having that kind of output is a is a good thing for him. But Will, when, when we, since we got you here, I wanted to ask you about the other guys. You know, Nick Ward yeah. and, and Kenny Goins as well, uh, guys that are in similar spots as as McQuaid, but with other teams. Yeah, I think the thing McQuaid has that's an advantage over the other two is it's easy to project what he needs to be to be in the NBA. Like it's a three and D wing and that's full stop. That's what Matt McQuaid's going to be if he's going to make it to the NBA. It's a little tougher with Ward because the back to the basket post guy uh, is very quickly being phased out of the game and that's his strength. Uh, and with Kenny Goins, he's a tweener. Is he, uh, you know, is he a small four? Is he a big three that doesn't move as well? He doesn't have the perimeter game to play at the three. He, he can, from a skill standpoint, play at the four, be a stretch four pick and pop guy. Uh, but he showed, you know, a little bit of a weakness with bigger guys. I mean, it's tough to use Zion Williamson in this sort of evaluation, but uh, a big, powerful guy like him, like he ate Kenny's lunch when he was on him in that Elite Eight game. And Kenny's just, you know, he's a big, strong guy, but someone who is, uh, I don't know, a Boogie Cousins type, you know, like a big post body who, who's going to work down there. That's going to be a tough ask for him. So he's in a little bit of that tweener spot and uh, just doesn't have the things that I think you need 
to really excel uh, and be able to stay on the floor in the NBA. And Draymond Green's the easy one again because he went to Michigan State. Uh, when Draymond came out, he was a tweener, um, but he had an incredible skill set. He could handle the ball. He could You could saw the point forward stuff at Michigan State. And Kenny is a dribble handoff guy. He's a screener. He dribbles once and then looks to distribute the ball to keep the offense moving. So I'm not sure how he ends up fitting in the NBA, although I absolutely love him. I think he's a great story. I think his shot still has a little bit of a ways to go. Um, and ultimately, if he's going to end up in the NBA, it would be kind of as this little small stretch four. And I just worry about him defensively. I think he needs to get even bigger in the lower body and get better on the defensive end to be able to hang. You know, he's a good rebounder. He can block some shots uh, and can hit threes, but he's kind of got to get better at all those things as well as add more dimensions to his game. So I think he's got a really high hill to climb, but I love Kenny and I wouldn't you know, bet against him because of the, the, the path he took. Um, he's just someone who you root for and works really hard. Uh, he'll play professionally as long as he wants to. It just may not ever reach the highest level. And then with Nick, it's really interesting because he's going to have to change a lot uh, of what he did. What he did at Michigan State was get his butt on the block, work for position, get the ball and score. Uh, and I think he could walk into the NBA right now and be an efficient at times, not as efficient as you want, low block scorer. He's just really skilled for a big dude. Um, but he's kind of got what scouts would like to refer to as a bad body. Um, he's not overly like overweight or anything like that. He's just a little bit thin in the lower body and a little bit too big. You kind of like if you could flip his bodies, like give him a thinner upper body and a bigger lower body, he would uh, look good like an NBA athlete. Um, but he just kind of has this little hitch in his step. He's not a very fluid athlete, and his feet on the defensive end don't move well enough yet in order to guard the pick and roll, and that's something that was exploited at college. And if you're get ex- getting exploited in pick and roll screen situations at college, uh, you cannot play in the in the NBA. So uh, that's on the defensive end, and then he's going to have to expand his game. There's a jump shot there. He can handle it a little bit. He was never allowed to at Michigan State, so... He's going to need some time. I think he's another guy who could really stand to benefit from a year or two in the G League, see if he can get into uh, better shape, continue rebounding well. He can block some shots too. Uh, And if he can get his feet where they need to be defensively and be able to guard and be a switchable big uh, and then step out and be able to play from the perimeter, hit shots from deep, uh, corner threes, things like that, I think there's a chance he could make it. He's really skilled, really big, really strong, really skilled. Uh, and works really hard. He just doesn't have the NBA skill set right now, and so he's going to have to do a, a little bit of developing. And you know, I, I hope a team takes a chance on him and sees the upside because I think he could become, you know, this is like the ceiling, and it's not the greatest ceiling, but it's a solid ceiling, like a Maurice Spates kind of guy, a big lumbering dude who can hit from anywhere. Uh, and can come off the bench and give you seven points in 45 seconds in a spot, but not someone you're relying on to carry the offense, carry the defense for extended periods of time. Love the Spates comparison. Oh, that, guy, that guy will pull it from anywhere. I know, yeah. He will and, pull it anytime, anyplace. <laughs> and Nick doesn't have that range yet, but he's got that men- mentality. I feel like if Nick can hit from 30 consistently, Nick will be someone who will not be scared to pull the trigger uh, at the next level. I think he he loves shooting. He loves getting buckets. Uh, and I think he's got a really nice jumper. It just hasn't been extended out to that level yet. And I think uh, it can. We've seen him hit jumpers from 17. Uh, we've seen him, you know, face up, uh, you know, outside of the block and hit from 12, 15 pretty easily. And it looks really nice. 
And he's three for three in his career on three-pointers as well. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, well, end perfect. of the shot clock, desperations. Yeah, greatest three-point shooter in Michigan State history. So it's there. <laughs> he's just got a ways to go to prove it and prove that it's there consistently and can be translated to a game. And then uh, Nick Ward sounds like he's playing with Atlanta yep. in Summer League and Kenny Goins with the Denver Nuggets, from what I can tell. Yeah, so. and Denver doesn't have a G League team, so... That's right. That's one of the one of the only one of the two, two. teams I believe. That's yeah. Portland with the with no G League team. Yep. So uh, yeah, a little bit more of a steeper hill in terms of uh, Denver and, and available possibilities there. But uh, yeah, would love to see Goins. Uh, everyone around the program, you know, says great things about Kenny mm-hmm. Goins, a fifth year guy who came in as a walk on. As if you watch the Michigan State games, they pounded into your head repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Warren Mott, I believe, and uh, had yep. the scholarship offer to play at Central, decided he he was a Michigan State Spartan. Uh, when he was born, so he he decided he was going to go there. But uh, will I also want to ask you about looking ahead, and we know all about Cassius Winston coming back uh, to Michigan State as one of the you know the best players in college basketball, and uh, no real ceiling on this team for uh, for this team this year that uh, Tom Izzo has coming back. But uh, Xavier Tillman's a guy who, from an NBA perspective, uh, obviously the body, uh, obviously with the athleticism, but it feels like there's. Um, something there as mm-hmm. far as uh, a lottery pick type of talent down the road. Am I am I crazy for thinking that about him? No, a late lottery is a real possibility. If Xavier Tillman has the reins pulled off of him in terms of offensive shot selection and being able to shoot um, wherever he wants, and it won't be that free reign because of the guys he plays with. Basically, if Tom Izzo lets Xavier Tillman shoot threes, he could be a lottery pick. Um, he can absolutely... Uh, do it all on the defensive end. And he's an instinctive defender, which is just really, you can't teach that, but he's just in the right spot and he's an explosive guy and he's got a really good second jump, which is something that Draymond has, why he can get back up and block shots. But uh, his game right now offensively is a lot of, um, he's a good screener, good roller to the rim, certainly can finish above the rim uh, and, and really great offensive rebounder and can finish in traffic there. Uh, but he can shoot, uh, and and if he's allowed to shoot, if he's uh, you know shooting three, four, three pointers a game and shooting at a thirty eight percent clip, thirty nine forty, uh, I absolutely think he could be a lottery pick. I I wouldn't be surprised if if Xavier Tillman shot forty percent from three next year on solid volume, and then went to you know seventy eight to eighty two percent from the free throw line, like good numbers that indicate this guy can convert to the next level as a shooter. Um, and he, and he takes the steps that it looks like he's going to, I think he could be a lottery pick. Yeah. Not out of the question. to think that he is really talented, really athletic, really smart, and, uh, has all the intangible stuff you want to, that you kind of tend to get out of Michigan state guys, the really hardworking blue collar, uh, ready to punch you in the mouth type stuff. Uh, but yeah, Xavier Tillman can play and, uh, I'm looking forward to him maybe more than anyone else on the team next year. We'll see about, Marcus Bingham Jr., if he can get on the floor, I'm really intrigued by his talent. Uh, but Tillman is going to be really special next year. Yeah, like you said, uh, every time I watched Tillman, he did one or two things every game. You're like, wow, I didn't know he could do that. And mm-hmm. after a while, it's like, yeah, maybe maybe we should stop being so surprised. Yeah, yeah and, it's uh, the same way as a, as a fan. You're like, whoa, that was nice. I bet he can't do it again. And then right. the more time he got, uh, the more he showed it. And the, the MSU offense transformed when Ward went out and Tillman went in. And it's the reason why Ward got Wally pipped is because the offense became almost, you know, it's, it's to an extent not going to be the same, but it was about as close as Michigan state's ever been to an NBA offense in terms of uh, pick and rolls and the way they were running things, getting away from um, 
you know, standard plays and what Izzo really likes to do. Uh, and that's because Xavier Tillman can move. He can screen anywhere, get to the rim really quickly, and it's just a problem for teams uh, when he's out there on the offensive end. He does all those little things and just opens up space for people. He's a good passer, too, um, and looks like he's going to be a really good player. All right, and back to Quaid, Matt McQuaid a little bit. A uh, little bit of a checkered history with the Pistons in terms of Michigan State guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Kelser, who suffered a couple, you know, one of the best Michigan State players of all time, uh, suffered the injuries and uh, was in Seattle kind of in short form. Uh, Mateen Cleaves, obviously, uh, you know, a great college player yeah. uh, for for all, for sure, but just didn't have the tools and the shot, most notably, to uh, to become you know an impact player in the NBA. But now. Um, you know, Kalen Lucas was on a two-way deal last year. Sounds like that's not going to be happening for him, and he's going to have to uh, dig his uh, dig his career back up. And I'm uh, certainly not going to be be betting against him. But uh, yeah, it would be nice to have uh, some more Spartans in in Little Caesars Arena, and we'll see if that happens. Yeah, that would be great. And if McQuaid ends up with the drive, um, you know, they're they're just down the road for me uh, out here in West Michigan. So I'm for all now. about that. Yeah, for now. Yeah, yeah. Two two more years at least, and then it sounds like it'll we'll, be Detroit. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay, well, Will Hunter of Locked on Spartans, what else you got uh, for us for the uh, next few weeks? Anything special planned for the uh, kind of the doldrums here? Um, well, I've got some listeners coming on. I'm doing this thing where uh, I've outsourced the work to my listeners. Always the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've got a few more in the uh, in the holster right now of listener segments where they actually join me on a Skype call or, or a conference call, and we record a segment of them co-hosting the show with me. So I got a few of those coming up. Um, I'm gonna do uh, some feature things. Uh, looking back at the past, I'm gonna talk about the best uniforms in Michigan State history. We're gonna look at D'Antonio's record as it relates to recruiting rankings and different things like that. Recruiting is the nice little thing that can get us through the summer a little bit. So that's something in the immediate future here as the dead period sets in with college. Uh, we got recruit talk, recruiting, all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, just, you know, the standard fare, whatever comes up, we'll figure it out. That's that's how the show goes. We just fly by the seat of the pants, you know? It's a fun listen, and if you're a Spartans fan and even just uh, even a casual Spartans fan, you should check in with Will at uh, um, on Spartans is the Twitter handle for mm-hmm. Locked on Spartans, and also Will with one L and two underscores yes. Hunter, uh there <laughs> as well. Will, thanks for the time, bud. I need to get a better Twitter handle. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Uh, you're golden. All right. Thanks so much for uh, listening to today's bonus episode. Uh, thanks to Matt for having me on the show. If you're a Pistons fan, definitely check out his show, Locked on Pistons. Uh, he's a good source of information there. Really knows the team, knows basketball, and does a good job with that show. So check that out for sure. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Spartans. Uh, we'll get into recruiting. Uh, we got some fan stuff we're going to put up as well. So look for that starting tomorrow with another edition of Locked on Spartans. Until then, go green.